You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Half hour. Hello, and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Richie Grasso, Artistic Director. And I'm Jeff Malone, Executive Director. Welcome to our weekly scoop podcast here on Friday, June 11th. We are recapping the theater and music industry news and events of the past week. And what Mm -hmm. a week it's been, as every week is when we sit here and talk about all the wonderful things going on in the world. And the world is opening, and as it's opening, we have more and more amazing updates on life and concerts and shows and all that wonderful Yeah, things are happening again. Things are happening. Mega things, I should (laughs) say. I'm saying mega because that's the theme word of my first topic today that I'd like to bring up and discuss, which is mega concerts. Just to have a concert is uh, a great thing, but to have a mega concert? A mega. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> well, the New York Times reported on June 7th that New York City plans a Central Park mega concert to celebrate the reopening. The mayor's mm. office has asked producer Clive Davis. He's an 89-year-old producer. Um, he's huge in the music industry, as many of us know. He was asked by the mayor's office in New York to find great starring artists to come and perform at this big <clears throat> New York City mega concert. The show is tentatively set for August 21st, so that's not too far away. It's a little no. over two months away. Wow. It's still coming together. There are no artists confirmed, um, but you, we, we know Clive Davis has worked with huge names such as Janis Joplin, Bruce Springsteen, Aretha Franklin, Alicia Keys, Whitney Houston. Um, <clears throat> he's aiming for eight iconic stars, so eight to perform a three-hour show for 60,000 attendees and a worldwide television audience. So if you can't attend, it'll be televised. We've seen things like this throughout history, big concerts, um, where in the 60s, the 70s, 80s, like a large concert would happen for a specific cause or an artist would perform. <clears throat> so Yeah, like Live Aid. And, yeah, uh, things like that, for sure. So um, it's part of their homecoming week. It's I think it's... New York City is saying, okay, most people are going to be returning back to their offices and things after the summer holidays mm-hmm. and things. So, like, September, so end of August is always the time where, like, college campuses start inviting students back for the school year. I think that this is like a, hey, everyone, let's get back in here. Let's uh, open up New York City and let's start with a concert like this. So, of course, there were some concerns from other administration about COVID safety still with things like this. Apparently there will be a vaccinated section and an unvaccinated section. Um, New York has this Excelsior pass now as a way for um, places to check vaccination status, <clears throat> things like that. Um, uh, the Great Lawn at Central Park is a 13-acre oval in the center of the park. Um, it's near the Metropolitan Museum of Art, the Delacorte Theater, and the Reservoir. It's a, we've been there many times. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's wonderful. I think this is really great. I think this is an, um, a wonderful opportunity for New York. Calling on someone like Clive Davis is great. I'm going to assume that Clive Davis will choose eight wonderful people and eight, hopefully eight great people of diversity and equal representation of different styles of music. What I think would be cool personally is if we had eight different genres why can't we have a rap artist and then let's have like a pop star and then let's have like an older like maybe rock and roll star or like a or a ballad belter from the 70s or 80s or maybe a group maybe a group is one of those stars i think he's gonna get big stars though like i don't think this is gonna be i mean he can easily get big stars that's not yeah there's nothing no one's not saying that i think i think the whole Concert is a bit interesting, especially coming from the mayor, who, you know, easily shut everything down and kept wanting to shut everything down and keeping everything down. Mm -hmm. 
And it's interesting to now want to plan this huge mega concert when I don't think everything is fully back to 100% in New York. Mm -hmm. And I have some questions too. Like I have many thoughts about this. It's like, okay, yes, the Excelsior Pass. Well, that's only for New Yorkers. So if this is a goal to get people into this state, what are they doing for those people? Um, what is the easy entry in for them to this concert? Right. Um, that's one. Two, I'm indifferent about him choosing Clive Davis okay. to to pick this. I We know that Clive Davis is this music mongol in, in the industry, but it's like, where do we start setting boundaries from the people that have been so successful in the music industry and giving new opportunities to people in the music well, space? Sure. <clears throat> it's like, he's 89 years well, old. Right, he, right. We know his past. We know many artists have had many issues with working with him. And it's like immediately to go to Clive Davis. It's like, mm, <laughs> really? You know? And obviously I know it's for the name. Right. To have his name attached to this is a big deal. But, you know, I, I don't know if that's the most. Yeah, I mean, we know that he's worked with diverse performers in the past, so hopefully he will give a good representation of age diversity, gender diversity, orientation diversity, race yeah. diversity, things like that. And I'm sure he has a team under, no 89-year-old man is probably doing this by doing himself. This by himself. Right. I know his son is probably attached yes, to it underneath him. A- as well, and I'm sure there are many other people. But yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. You know, it'll be interesting. I mean, it's hard to see this when Broadway's still shut down and yeah. Broadway's not open till September. So it's like great that it's outdoors. Okay, I guess people can spread out, and whatever. But you know, we are still waiting for restaurants, bars, shops to open at 100 full capacity. We are still waiting for Broadway shows to start at full capacity and actually open. So if this is right. a kickstart, okay. Um, I mean, and many of these, but many of the things that you're talking about are less capacity, and this yeah, is putting sixty thousand yeah. people. In it's going to feel line. like you're inside. Yeah, right. So, so. <laughs> it'll be interesting. I, I hope that I'm sure there'll be big names. Just a little history for people um, who have seen concerts on the Great Lawn or know the history of them. Um, there's been major public events there since the 1970s. Carol King serenaded seventy thousand people there in 1973. Elton John played in 1980, and Simon and Garfunkel reunited. Um, that was a 400,000-person gathering when Simon and Garfunkel reunited there. I guess that's yeah, that's still deal. talked about, too. Yeah, day. yeah, it's a really, really big one. That so, I think you can ask many people when they said that they were there. Yeah, it sounds like it. sounds like half the city was there. Um, Diana Ross performed in 1983, Luciano Pavarotti in 1993, and the Dave Matthews Band in 2003. But I'm a little upset at Ben and Emma in the New York Times because they left out a huge concert which was Barbara Streisand's Central Park concert in June 1967, where she had 135,000 people. And her live album, titled A Happening in Central Park, is a live recording of that. If you want to go listen to her sing live in Central Park in 1967, (laughs) there we go. So we're talking about, oh yeah, okay, 70,000 people here, and blah, 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 but... 135,000 people, Barbara Streisand, Central Park. Let's not forget. To all our <laughs> listeners, you know how I talk about Taylor basically on every podcast? Yeah, He's going to talk about Babs on Well, every... guess what? What's <laughs> stopping Clive Davis from getting Barbara Streisand to be one of the eight stars for this? I'm sorry, why not? She performs. She so. can't send a video submission. Well, in. I don't know. I mean, I love... I, she, does, she actually has to show up. She has to go, and yeah, so hopefully she'll be... But maybe Carol King. Like maybe these people who have already performed there will do some, like... Oh, I'll come and reunite. And I just think an older star might be good to the, for this too, a mix of stars, right? Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I think this is really cool. And also, Barbara Streisand, 1967, I will say this. She was young. That was a big deal to have 135,000 people gather. You were you just did Funny Girl right before that. That was her breakout thing. You were young. Mm-hmm. One of her first albums, one of her first big, big things like that. So, like, why can't this 
concert that's happening August 21st be the start of maybe a young new artist, give them this platform as Carol King had, as Elton John had, as all these huge Diana Ross had, all these people. Well, yeah, you'll have to be someone young. Yeah, it'll be great. That will get young people there. Right. So I think a mix would be great because the city is, is just a wonderful mix of people. But it'll probably things. be someone from his label, too. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Mostly probably that's from true. that label. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know, so. interesting stuff. Hopefully, maybe August 21st. We'll see. I'm sure they'll announce something. Well, we're vaccinated, so we they so. did say 70% of the tickets are going to go to vaccinated, vaccinated people. people. Correct. So and have, yeah, we might so have a better chance. There we go. If we want to go. If we want to go. All right, what's going on in your world? Okay, uh, spotlight again first um, on a, another person of the LGBTQ community, and that is Tom Goss. Mm-hmm. He um, just actually released a new single titled Pride for Pride Month. And I find that the single is, um, it reflects back on his journey as a gay man and seeing how far we've come and still how far we have to go. So you see him in his music video, he's telling a story about, you know, it's back in the 80s when he was watching everything happen um, around Pride and then slowly evolve, evolve, evolve to where it is today. And he sees, wow, he wishes that he had this life where, you know, kids can just come out young and kids don't have to do this and they don't have all these problems or negative things against them for being gay. So that's one thing. And I, what I really find interesting with his music, and I, I really have not heard of him until I saw this um, Pride track, but he came out with an album called Territories. And this album tells a story about, um, he reveals to his husband that he's fallen in love with another man. Um, this is only after his husband then revealed his own infidelity which led the pair to opening their own marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, this album explores the whole experience, and it, he's the narrator on the album. Okay. So it's really cool. What I found interesting, and I wonder if you find this interesting too, is like, so this is a guy in like the, I'd call it a pop alternative scene. Okay. Um, but he's telling a story, and it's very theatrical. Mm. I love, that's why I wanted to talk about and highlight him today because I was like, wow, this is really a great blend of pop and theater together. Because if you watch some of the music videos, it's, it's just telling the story. It looks like a stage play of him narrating his life as a gay man. So it's super cool. It's a uniquely queer voice for sure. Mm-hmm. I think it's the visual aspect of it is cool for me. A lot of times people release music and then release music videos. And it sounds like this is someone who's releasing visuals along with his music. Yeah. He wants to work on a documentary eventually. I saw mm-hmm. about that, which is great. So it's not just the music. He's a true artist, I think. Definitely. A visual music performing artist in his own way. And you're right. He kind of is an alternative to the mainstream pop because it's pop, but it's like an alternative style of. Well, look it's different sound. pop, right? Yeah. So um, I think it's great. It's it's really cool to see things like this. It's not just the same. And telling the story through the song is really cool too. A lot of times, a song like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. Mm-hmm. You know, but this is like a little more unique in terms of a story. It's like a story right. song, like a musical theater piece. Yeah. And I really like finding a lot of these queer artists in in the space right now. Um, he was actually quoted saying a couple of things that I found really cool. He says, as queer people, we are used to having a perspective that the rest of the world has a hard time understanding. Mm. He also says, it's not always easy, but I consider my queerness a gift. If I were straight, I would have assimilated decades ago. My ideas would have been washed into the ideas of society. My queerness and my differentness in society has helped me be resilient in my authenticity, openness, and personal truth. Mm. I find that really 
great to hear from an artist today because I always tell people if I'm working with them, like you have to be authentic to who you are as a person. Yes, you can create another persona and then let that be your authentic self. I think that's something like Lady Gaga does that. Lady Gaga is authentic as her character, but she's a different person when she takes off that character. But if you're going to be an artist, just be true to who you are as that artist. And that's cool. I think that's really cool to see in the queer space. I we I really don't think that we had a lot of this music growing up. I mean, if we did, we didn't know about it, obviously, because that was not, you know, force-fed to us from our parents or anything. We just listened to what, what was, was on, the radio, on the radio. And, yeah, and hit so, clips. And, <laughs> and CDs. And hit clips. Hit wow. clips and Throwback. CDs. And cassettes. We, were, and, we are kind of that old. I do remember cassettes. We were like the tail end of cassettes yeah. and the start of CDs. We are that old. But, but yes. discovering anyway, yes, music, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But discovering music, I think, is just really cool now mm-hmm. for definitely young people. You can easily go online and just search queer artists, and you can find a ton mm-hmm. of queer artists out there that are writing music that relates to you. Yeah, yeah. There's you know? so many out there now. So that's cool. So. And it's so easily accessible with the internet now, and Apple Music and Spotify, and able to find artists like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, and YouTube yeah. things like that. Good. All right, keeping with the um, the Pride theme here, I'm going over to a new show is being announced for Off-Broadway in October. This is Trevor, a new musical. It's based on the Oscar-winning short film. Um, it's going to be directed by Mark Bruni with choreography by Josh Prince. They are the team behind Beautiful, the Carol King musical. Um, casting has not been announced yet, but they did announce the sh- they did announce the show. It's going to begin previews October twenty fifth, opening November tenth at Off Broadway Stage forty two. It's based on an original story by Celeste Lasense and Peggy Roski. I hope I'm saying that right. Their Oscar winning short film Trevor features a book and lyrics by Dan Collins, who wrote Southern Comfort, and music by Julianne Wicks Davis, who also wrote Southern Comfort. Um, the musical premiered in Chicago at the Writers' Theater. I'm mm-hmm. quoting a lot of the Playbill article here. You guys can check this more on Playbill. Um, it concerns a 13-year-old Trevor, a force of nature with a vivid imag- imagination as he deals with becoming a teenager. Trevor struggles to navigate his own identity and determine how he fits in a challenging world. Um, there's a creative team announced. I think this is a really, really great thing. Just so everyone knows, the Trevor Project, founded by Roski, Randy Stone, Lisenza, was created as a result of the Trevor film and is not affiliated with the musical. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is the nation's only accredited crisis intervention and suicide prevention organization focused on saving LGBTQIA plus lives. So Trevor Project, a lot of people have heard about, comes from this Trevor Oscar-winning film, now becoming a musical off-Broadway. It was in the works pre-COVID. It kind of got paused. Wasn't it potentially coming to Broadway? I mean, potentially. I mean, it is now going to off-Broadway stage 42. So um, it's it's yeah. pretty mainstream of an off-Broadway venue. I remember reading about it. I was like, I think that this was coming mm. to Broadway. I can kind of see this doing a Dear Evan Hansen thing where it's off-Broadway right in Midtown at a big theater. It, it booms and then it goes to Broadway. I can kind of see that. Um, yeah, I know nothing about who the plot. I know not, oh, I know about the plot a little bit. I don't know anything about the music or anything about it but we know the Trevor Project does amazing things yeah. for the community I think I think what's really refreshing is as you see so many mainstream shows opening up um, about 
movies into musicals and, and revivals of things, and that's all great and good. Um, it's nice to see a story like this of representation that's mainstream. It's not, oh, I have to go all the way downtown to Brooklyn, which is nothing wrong with that, but going down <laughs> to see a small show somewhere. This is mainstream being funded about a, a, a wonderful story. Um, t- being This being announced during Pride Month is great, and I really hope it's successful. I actually have never seen this short film, this Oscar-winning film. No, so I, we're going to definitely have to add this to our I list. Heard I would love to uh, check it out because I know that that was it's Oscar winning, so that's amazing too. So yeah, I just thought that would be cool news to share. I think it's really um, exciting to see. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I mean, these coming of age type musicals. I don't know if they always would do well on Broadway, so I'm actually happy to see that it's going to go off Broadway first. You know, we've seen things like Be More Chill and um, The Lightning Thief start off Broadway, had great success, and then they think they can go on Broadway, mm-hmm. and then they don't have great success. Yeah. You know, obviously, Dear Evan Hansen, that's a completely different yeah. story, yeah. but, you know, hopefully this does well. I'm excited to see, you know. Yeah, I think for sure, too, and and, and it's just great that, you know, you're talking about a 13-year-old. You know, it's sometimes, it's so interesting to see coming age tale of a 13-year-old and how that relates to us today. And if I was 13 and I was coming to see something like this, how amazing would that have been to see a story like that? I mean, there was the musical 13 on Broadway with all those 13-year-olds. That's not being made into a movie, which is cool. I didn't see um, that. Yeah, I did not see that. It was a short run. But um, yeah, there's shows with kids as, you know, Lion King, Simba. I mean, there's a whole story about a young boy. I mean, we've seen yeah, them before. But I'm talking but, more <laughs> coming of age where it doesn't have a a parent component to it as well that a a parent can relate to. Yeah. Sometimes I think the shows that are more successful also have something for adults with it. Yeah. You know, so Lion King, you have the full musical. Jorben Hansen, you have the full musical where like parents can connect with Mm -hmm. parents dealing with the child who's troubled. Yeah. You know, so. And and one thing I, you know, and and that's why like the plot, I'm not hundred percent sure what goes on throughout. It's kind of a vague description, but I think there's also something interesting. Like when you, when I was 13, I was listening to, for me, I love musical theater and I was listening to old musical theater. And a lot of that is most old musical theaters, like adults, Mm -hmm. romance, a wedding, you know, something uh, or conflict. And then group dance numbers. And like, that's great. So like now you have kids age 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, finding not just listening to Oklahoma and Carousel and all those classics that I love, if you love the music, but now they can find stories that are not just about two people fall in love, get married. You know, it's now like, oh, wait, there's someone relatable on the stage. And I think we're seeing more of that. For a kid to see that, I think that's important. Do we know that this kid is going to be LGBT? I, I know nothing. I don't. I just right. know we okay. don't know anything about it. We do know that. We're like assuming, right? Yeah, because, right, we, we asked, exactly. It's just dealing with becoming a teenager, navigating his own identity, so I'm not sure what that his means. His own identity. But the Trevor Project, we know, um, was a huge organization kind of created out of this. Yes. Trevor, the word and name Trevor. So, yeah, yeah. let's there, see what there happens. There is definitely you know? a couple of shows out there like this, though, that are kind of similar. You know, everybody's talking about Jamie. Yeah, exactly, similar. identity. Even, like, a show like Pippin is, like... Sure, <laughs> finding their identity. Yeah, exactly, finding their identity like that. When Even when we watch, like, a TV show on Netflix, like Sex Ed, yeah. Sex Education, things like that, when you're learning, look, watching these people find their identity. Yeah, I think it's definitely perfect for the time. Yeah, so... so. Yay, all right, Okay, back over to Music Popland. Yeah. Uh, and this is great. Actually, I think you're going to like this for the Broadway portion too. But Apple Music just rolled out their spatial and lossless audio for streaming. Um, this is major because I don't know if many of you know, but the loss of quality of music on streaming is li- terrible. Mm-hmm. On all of, well, maybe not Amazon. I think Amazon Music has high quality sound, but m- most of the other um, streaming platforms, they all. Have lossless. Uh, there, there's 
audio loss hearing things. So spatial audio, spatial audio, um, according to Apple, mixing a track in spatial audio lets artists create immersive audio experiences with multi-dimensional sound. Spatial audio delivers a surround sound experience to the listeners so that it sounds as if the different parts of the music are coming from all directions to you. That's really cool, especially for people that are doing things in like ASMR and different binaural sounds. If you want that experience and you have surround sound in your home or you have great speakers like Beats, um, you'll be able to hear the way that the artist programs the music in this in the track now before you couldn't. Mm-hmm. So, And then lossless audio, you're going to be able to... They said tons of tracks are now... Um, in lossless audio. So when you're listening, you know, when you have like, you feel like, why is this low quality? Now that's not going to happen anymore. And you'll be able to see on the album titles, like, oh, it's lossless. It's a good quality. And I think this is great for something like in the pop space that has lots of different instruments and beats and stuff like that. But also in the Broadway space, you have full orchestra tracks that you're going to be able to hear crystal clear now, finally. Right. You know, It'll be interesting to see, and I don't know if you know enough about this yet, but how does this affect things that have already been recorded? Like, if I want to listen to an old album from the 80s, does this affect the sound of that at all? Is this just moving forward, like new things? Those tracks will still be listened to the same, unless they were uploaded with the right format. Okay. And I know they said stereo will still be around, mono will even still be, the formats of those... You know, and right, so some of them were intended for stereo and want to be heard in a stereo sound. So, yes, it depends on what the artists were intending to do, I guess. Right. Too. So people like that might be re-recording their music from the past, they will be recording in this format so that it has that higher quality yeah. sound in the streaming space. So I think that's super cool. I'm, I'm really excited to see what are the other streaming platforms going to do as well. Are they going to try to keep up? I know it's going to take more data on your phones or use up more bandwidth to listen to this higher quality sound. But I think, you know, if you're a music person, and if I'm a music person, this is what we want, you know? Oh, sure. Especially when we're in a high-tech world of electronica and, and, and things like that. It'll be interesting, like, if a classical orchestra wanted to record now, do they benefit from this too? Like all types of music. You they know? totally would. Yeah, yeah, which is really which is really great. And, and 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 the tech side of things, like the speakers are getting better. Yeah. The sound should be better on these speakers. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was said no for Apple Music anyways, and no change in the subscription service fee, which right. is nice. So that's good for the customer. Yeah. Um to keep that fee. You know, I always when I think of things like this, I always think back to like a record. And you know, I know we love to listen to records on a record player. And it's something about if you have a good speaker. Um, a good record with that crackle sound yeah. can really give you that, like, oh, I feel like they're in the room with me. And I feel like ever since records, when we went digital, it's been a struggle of the last, like, 20 or 30 years to get that, like, wow, they sound like they're here with me. So I think we're finally getting there. I think we just had to launch CDs and then launch digital iPod streaming digital music, you know, and then launch... Um, a wireless AirPods, and they, like we had to kind of get there, and now we can kind of catch well, up with the quality we, of the sound. We're the generation that's been taught to not appreciate quality. Mm, mm. So when it comes to music, I think it's going down. It's been down, yeah. down, down. The quality portion of yeah. it, and we we listen to music and we toss it away. We listen to music, and we yeah. toss it away, and now I think. This is a great time for us to start reappreciating music. And I think we're doing that in both ways. Having or demanding good quality audio on the streaming platforms, but also we love vinyl. Right, we do. So 
It's like if you put Carol King's Tapestry album on a record and sit and just listen to it, that is something. And it's an that experience. That is such a different experience than, oh, I threw it on in the car on, on the radio quick driving, right. which is great because you just want to hear the song sometimes. But to sit and actually listen or like read a book while you're listening or just like close your eyes and listen, that's something that kind of goes uh, unnoticed at times because we're just so, throw music on in the car or like we're at a wedding, the music's right. on or like we're, you know, so right. this is great news. So good great stuff. News. Good, yeah. good, 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 good. All right. All right, fun fact time or rapid fire, rapid fire time. All right, so um, Broadway is returning as we know, and Jimmy Fallon did an amazing, fun, awesome uh, video mm-hmm. um, with Lin Manuel Miranda um, the other night. So go check that out. It was a fun, like five minute clip of all these Broadway performers performing different things, and it was like an original song talking about how Broadway is returning. And then they sang at the end a spoof song from Hamilton in the style of the song from <laughs> Hamilton. We'll be back. You'll be back. Um, we, there was a lot of, you know, Felicia Rashad, Christian Chenoweth, a bunch of other artists were there. Um, it just kind of gave me, like, almost brought a tear to my eye. kind of gave me hope, like, wow, we're going to return. Live theater and music is going to return. Thank you, Jimmy Fallon, and his platform for pushing something like that onto the mm-hmm. mainstream. Um, it was just a quick, quick five-minute video, but it's coming back. It's going to come back strong. Live theater will never die, and yeah. it will be strong. And it was just, like, nice to see that now. Because, of course, we're going to see it in September. And everyone's going to be like, what's the first week of shows like? And rehearsals are going to start in August. But, like, we're still two or three months away from that. So what's happening now? You know? But also, watching that video is homecoming to me. Yeah. That is a homecoming show that I would want to see. Yeah, yeah. You know? Maybe they should consider having a Broadway cast up there as one of the eight performers. Um, right. Or a Broadway mega concert, right. yeah, exactly. Because you know, the bro- I, that's why I say one. I think the if they do it right, I think these eight stars of that concert should be all different genres. Yeah, I think they really should be. It's just a great representation. Like Broadway is New York City. Yeah, so yeah. it's so important to include. Don't ignore that. Right, which is brings in more money. They say than actually many other industries. <laughs> and they, they and they supplement so many other industries: restaurant industry, you know, travel industry, you know, so. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, yes. Anyway, where are you at with Quickfire? So it has been confirmed that Lord is definitely releasing a new album. Mr. Jack Antonoff, one of my favorite producers, posted on his Instagram account the album cover. It is called Solar Power, and it's an image of Lord jumping like she's jumping yes, over the quite sun. The image. <laughs> it's a very it's interesting a, image I, for her. Yeah, I was like, oh, uh, Lord, okay, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, 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 but, um, so this means that the album is definitely coming. So people are super excited. I saw 1% actually even say, oh, people are going to discard Olivia Rodrigo now because oh. uh, Lord is back. Oh. But there's room for both of them. There's room for many. Yeah. Yes. So. so good, good, good. <laughs> All right. Fun, fun, fun. Um, it was announced this week. Here's my other quick fire topic mm-hmm. here. So we know Matilda was a, a, a book, right? And then became a, mo- a wonderful movie of, I think, the 90s, which I still cry at the end of every single <laughs> yes. time. I think the last, like, three minutes of <laughs> it were just, like, like, heartbreakingly beautiful to me. Um, and then it was a Broadway musical, which Tony, I think, won a few Tony Awards. Really successful. Tons of fun. Um, so now that musical from Broadway is being made into a movie. We're getting a second Matilda movie now, but it's the musical version starring Emma Thompson, who we just saw and Cruella, a brilliant, brilliant performer. I love her. Um, anyway, it was announced this week that it will be going to Netflix. I was wondering where it was going to go, theaters or not. So it's going to... We know Netflix has released things in theaters as well at times. So yeah. I wonder how they'll make that decision. Um, Is but it it's definitely coming to, only Netflix? Because I couldn't really tell from the article. I think it's only Netflix as of now. I could be wrong, but Netflix is going to release it in December of 2022. So not this um, December, next December. And... 
A lot of times when films come out over the holidays like that, it's usually a movie theater release too. I know Netflix has done both, where they release mm-hmm. it in the movie theater and then their streaming platform sometimes at the same time, sometimes a few weeks apart. So it'll be interesting to see. I think this is going to be a good... It's great to just see as we're getting ready to go see In the Heights this weekend and we're going to do a separate podcast on that so you'll check that out in another week or so. Um, but Premiere the, tomorrow. Yeah, it's premiering tomorrow. These movie musicals are coming. Hollywood is appreciating them. They, they've always been around. There was times where there was lags. I feel like there was always a few years where like, when's the next movie musical coming around? But they're coming out and they're telling wonderful stories. Matilda's a wonderful story. Um, I think it's going to be really great to see how that cast looks and, how, and comes together. So, I hope they release it in the theater. I'd be I a little so disappointed if Yeah, because it was great to see it in a Broadway theater. That big, sh- There's some big splashy numbers. Um, yeah. It's great, and there's a wonderful message. It's the same thing like The Prom. Like I wish I was able to see that yeah, in, in a in theater. Yeah, in a theater, I know. But, well, the theaters were hard this past December, but maybe right, the theaters are open just again. Saying, yeah, yeah. You know. And um, and I cry at the end of this musical, too. I just think that's beautiful. It's such a beautiful, beautiful ending. So yeah. anyway, there's that's my exciting. Choir. Yeah. And lastly, concerts, as we know, and tours are being announced. So Miss Kesha is going back on tour. Mm. She's finishing off um, supporting her last album, The High Road. And she's bringing along a special guest, Betty Who. Two of my favorites are going on tour together. Sadly, they're not coming to New York. Yeah, that tour schedule is interesting. We're avoiding New York and L.A. completely. You want to know why? Because I think this is just like the last leg of the tour that we had seen. Oh, so she's wrapping up. Because I was like, okay, Florida, Georgia, Texas, there's some cool places. But, like, you're completely avoiding, like, the whole yeah. Northeast. Remember when we went to her show? Yeah. yeah. So I think um, that's up. the same tour. Got it. And she's just going and she's finishing it yeah. off. And that's okay. I mean, yeah, I just I thought it was, like, a purposeful, like, we're avoiding. But I'm like, why would she have so many fans there? But, yeah. And yeah, it's only, I definitely... Like, Eight or ten shows. Or yeah, I think it's just lot. finishing yeah. off. But, you know, and then she does her party cruise out in the Caribbean, I think. It's oh, like a Kesha party cruise. Fun, so. fun. Anyway, those are the rapid fire Yay. topics. So, you Very know. nice. All right, anyway, good. But, um, oh. Oh, there we go. It's time, time, time. <laughs> clang, clang, clang with the trolley. Yes. All right. So, everyone, we really, really, really hope you enjoyed today. And thank you for listening. Um, please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Music. Leave us a review if you love what you, heard, what you heard today. We love reviews. Please leave us a review. We also want you to join in on our conversation and engage with us. Head over to our Instagram at Two Worlds End. That's at T W O W O R L D S E N T. And comment on the latest podcast about this episode. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, so more weekly podcasts coming up. As I said, we're going to have our In the Heights special edition podcast episode coming out. After we see that, we'll give our little thoughts on, on discussion on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so more and more to come. But thank you so much for joining us today. And until next time, I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. Signing off for now. Bye. Ta-ta. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.